Welcome back to another episode of Wavelengths. Well, we've been gone for a while, but we're back and with good reason. We got Theo, sound happier. You have me on the show today. This is a big deal. You have me and Mike. I mean, come on. Yeah. All right. It's it's NBA playoffs. It's Thursday night. We're up late. We're grinding because Friday we got two play-in games. Yeah, then you're all up day late. Saturday and all day Sunday. We have first round NBA playoffs. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm here with X. I'm here with Mike. We're going to break down these matchups. We're going to give some picks. But first, I'm going to give X the floor. He's got some opening thoughts on one of the teams involved in this play and tournament. Yeah, I just want to piss on the Pelicans parade for like five minutes. I mean, the 36 and 46, they win the playing game. I think it was Mark Spears. He's like, you know, if you haven't already, you have to go to a Pelicans game. No, you don't. You, you really don't have to go to a Pelicans game. They're 36 and 46 for context. They were a game better than the Wizards in a game worse than the Knicks this regular season. Everyone's like, oh, my God, they had such an incredible turnaround after their horrible start. They were literally one game over 500 from the time they went 1-12 and because they finished 10 games under 500. They started 11 games under 500. Like, people, relax. Like, it's the Pelicans. You're not building anything special. For context, again, they were ninth in the West. That's not including the Lakers, who were 11th. Obviously, didn't have AD for a chunk of the year. LeBron missed some time towards the end as well. Portland wasn't healthy, of course. They didn't have their best player in Damian Lillard. And then the rest of the teams literally intentionally tried to lose at the bottom, like Sacramento, Oklahoma City. and Actually, Sacramento doesn't know what they're doing, but in Houston as well. Let's relax, okay? You're not building anything. I understand the CJ story is cute. It, it really is. You're barely a 500 basketball team. In most years, you're you're the eight or nine seed, and we have this stupid money grab that is the play-in tournament. Nothing is special about this New Orleans Pelicans team. If they make the playoffs, Chris Paul is going to personally send them the you screwed over the first part of my career invitation letter after they get swept. I'll give them maybe one game at absolute max. The Eastern teams, at least in the East, Atlanta didn't look like they just won game seven in the NBA finals. Now people were giving Minnesota flack, you know, they won two playoff series in their whole career and they made the playoffs. I feel like that's an actual deal. The Pelicans not even making the playoffs yet being 10 games under 500 is unacceptable. It's ridiculous. And this bullshit. It's awful. Sorry. I hate it. I, I really do. It's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give Willie Green some credit. I mean, you said, what, 11 games under 500 to start the year? Now they're, what, 10 games under 500? That's, that's a <laughs> what game a turnaround. Of- but, but it was also <laughs> Willie Green that was starting 11 games yeah, below that, 500. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. But it's about the progress. It's a young team growth. They picked up C.J. McCollum. They look better. They're not a, they're not a team you should you should race to your seat to watch. I agree with you there. But, I mean, hey, it's, it's, an, it's an enjoyable – I like watching them. Someone said, like, David Griffin's building a fun team down in New Orleans. A fun 10 games under 500 team? Like, are are we really doing this? Again, they were worse than the Knicks. If you ask people, are the Knicks in Pelican season stacked up? I don't care about expectations. Sometimes that does not matter because my expectations for the Knicks actually happen. They they finish under 500. That's exactly where I expect them to be. But regardless, if you ask them, like, how far apart they were – if you just asked a random guy on the street, they would definitely think the Pelicans were like five games above the Knicks. No right. one would pick that the Knicks had a better regular season record. It's absurd. 
And, and how, is, how long is Brandon Ingram going to stay like the best player on a team that like is disappointing <laughs> and that team like still believe that they have hope that Ingram's going to reach some future level? Do you remember those Hawks teams, like the Jeff Teague, Kyle Korver teams that lost in the playoffs every year? Mm-hmm. And they were just like actually delusional about it. Like I feel like Utah at least knows what they're doing wrong. Like, but the Hawks were just delusional. Like every year someone would be like, I'm picking the Hawks this year. You know, all that bullshit. I feel like that's where we are in New Orleans with, like, Brandon Ingram. We're like, oh, Brandon Ingram's going to pop off this year. Uh Uh-oh, hold on to your horses. Like, he's a a nice player, but, like, am I, like, clamoring to acquire Brandon Ingram? Like, is he more fun to have on a team than Zach Levine? Like, is he more important than, like, a Zach Levine? No. He's not on the top 25 most important guy in the league. People in New Orleans are like, he never gets his respect, and they do all this. Like, no one cares about your team for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's your own fault. Your stadium sucks. If you watch the first, like, 20, 30 Pelicans games, no one was there. I mean, I'm sure tickets were literally free at the door if you wanted them to be. It's called the Smoothie King Arena or Center, whatever the hell it is. It's embarrassing. They're an embarrassing franchise, largely because of their own fault. And all 10 fans can write in our comments, oh, my God, he doesn't respect the Pelicans and all this shit. No, because you're 10 games under 500. And at best, you will be swept in the first round. And did they? Think that... Oh, go ahead. In, in some respect to the Pelicans, they didn't have their top three pick from the 2018 drafts, and the Knicks did. Uh, still should not be worse than the Knicks, especially in the, a bit of a weaker Western Conference. So I agree with you there. At least we didn't but do the circle jerk to Herb be, Jones, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I love Herb Jones. I love like <laughs> Alabama, but. They did have Zion Williamson on the court for. For some reason, they thought it would be a good thing for the Pelicans if Zion Williamson was out before the game doing 360 dunks. Yeah. I, I think it's quite the contrary. It's like, why is he not playing basketball for the Pelicans? It, 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 it's been three years. He's played like 60 games. Like, He should be a top 10 trade asset, and he's not even in the top like 40 because he's not healthy. Like, he hey, really hey, isn't. Is the most interesting, like what is, what's going on behind closed doors that I'm trying to figure out? The Ben Simmons one a little bit more weird, but I want a team of De'Aaron Fox, Ben Simmons, Zion, Mason Plumley, just because. Yes. And then just because. Um, who who a uh, Poku? There you go. That's that's my starting <laughs> five. <laughs> oh god, I'd watch. Throw, I'd, I'd, hey, I'd get to a game. Throw Tobias Harris in there somewhere. Yeah, I'll throw him in there <laughs> on the bench. Precious. Precious Achua. <laughs> Sengun. You need Sengun on the bench. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great name. Uh, anything you. with Sengun yeah. attached, I'm in. Hey, if Sengun learns how to play some defense, Sam, watch out. He's just watch got the team. weirdest body I've ever seen. Like him running down the court, it just looks like he oh, should right, be yeah. anywhere yeah, else. The dogs. Yeah. Once that ball's in his hand, though, he's moving it. He's definitely doing that. All right, so you guys want to start in the east or the west? We'll are we going to do the Boston-Brooklyn <laughs> thing off the top, or are we going to say this? Okay, yeah. I feel like we have to, right? Because yeah. I feel almost offended people are picking Brooklyn. Now, of course, like, we're the resident Celtics fans here, so two I'm of not, us, like... We yeah. is on that side, I'm not... Yeah, th- this side over here, right? But I-, I feel like it's disrespectful. Like, if people watch basketball this year, this Brooklyn team is not very good. Now, I understand last year... People are like, oh, my God, if KD wore a smaller shoe, I, I get all that shit. I do. But this Brooklyn team sucks, okay? They are two guys. They are literally two guys. So I'll give them 85 points. 85 points I'm willing to give them, right? 
85 points. The rest of the players are Patty Mills, who looks like he should be on a milk cart in the last few months. He's averaged like he's five been. points since the all-star break. Like We're doing this Andre Drummond thing like, oh, my God, is he motivated? Like, I don't care. I don't care if Andre Drummond is motivated. Uh, older than Chris Boucher, but uh, younger than Chris Boucher, by what the way. What we've learned about Andre Drummond is that dude is a younger curse. Every, everything he does. Yeah, he Drummond is younger than Chris Boucher, which is like that, that is random not facts. Okay. Um, Bruce Brown. Who's like either like a solid 16 points or two, doesn't matter. Um, and he's more two than he is 16. Closer. The corpse of Blake Griffin, they have to wheel him out on the court half the time now. He's like getting DNPs because of how useless he is. I like Seth Nick, Curry. He, he hobbled Seth Curry. Uh, I like Nick Claxton, but I, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, in this playoff I'm, series, like Nick Claxton. That's about as good like as Nick Claxton, though, in the playoffs. The, the same amount I like Peyton Pritchard in the playoffs. Like he's there, he, he's on the court. To do something, yeah, you know. Claxton is not flipping a playoff series. I can <laughs> well, say that confidently. Dragons <laughs> 10 minutes a game. Like, oh, my God. Look, the other night, if the Nets had anyone, anyone half competent on the court, they would have lost that game, right? It, uh, the Cavs, rather. The Cavs had anyone half competent on that court. I mean, they were – Karis LeVert being – Karis LeVert shoot. I mean, was he even – was he playing? <laughs> he looked – so afraid to attack Kyrie Irving. And then he was like, oh, wait, is Kyrie playing defense? Let me go at him. And then he scored some buckets late. But, I mean, the Cavs should have won that game. They played awful. I mean, the Cavs shot 29% from three, and they lost by 11, and it was a one-possession game at one point, really late, or or a two-possession game. The last, like, five minutes was pure, hey, they don't have Jared Allen. And we're just going to go ahead and attack Laurie Marketing because they're trying to double team us. And we're going to throw the exact same lob play the entire like last five minutes was just them trading dunks because there was no rim protection. I mean, the, the Nets, first of all, don't have any rim protection anyways. We already knew that. Uh, I mean, they're, they think Andre Drummond's that guy, but he's not. They think KD can turn the clock back five years ago. I don't think he can. Uh, but the, the, the Cavs didn't have anybody. The Cavs were undermanned. And the one of their best scorers didn't even show up to the game until it was the last five minutes of the game. In Barclays Center. So, I mean, yeah, anyone competent. I think the Hawks won that game going away last night. If the Hawks played that eight. They would have killed the Nets. They would have killed them in that game. I'm just saying, if you think the Hawks are going to blow their doors off, Boston's a better team. Now, I understand it's the playoffs. They don't have Robert Williams. I truly understand all that. I cannot see a world where the Celtics don't win this in six or fewer. I, I don't, especially if Robert Williams comes back halfway through. Ben Simmons is terrified of basketball and i'm supposed to be like oh he's gonna flip this series he's gonna guard Tatum well yeah when he oh comes my back, god season's over Sixer forever's fewer. playing them no yeah, I, I, I almost want simmons to come back like if i ben, do too if ben simmons is on the court it, it's instantly you foul him as many times as you need to you bring whoever off the bench to do some take fouls and just put him on the line instantly that's the first thing imagine? i want to do can you imagine a guy who hasn't played since June coming in in the middle of a first round series? What is a game four he's aiming for? So let's just sure say he's going to lose, five. by the way. And what's could, if it's a close series, he comes in the middle of a series <laughs> who hasn't played basketball in a year, who's not an offensive threat whatsoever. What he's going to play like 16 minutes a game and try and offer some defense? I mean, it, I, don't, I don't see anything. I don't see that moving the needle even a little bit. I don't see that even working out. I think it actually might hinder them more than it would help them because like you said you can just hack it hack a simmons put him on the line in in td garden where he hasn't played basketball in a year he's supposed to make free throws and here's my final thoughts on the series because i don't even want to talk about this anymore because i think it will be fun the games will be fun but i don't expect it to be be too close 
Like I, I really don't. Maybe yeah. I'm naive, but I expect this to be over somewhat fast. I really want this series to end in four or six. So at the end, instead of like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown making out with Kyrie, I want Daniel Tice to gritty on the Nets logo. Um, that'd be like my perfect ending of this series. So you want you know, this ending in the Barclays. Please. Yeah, you want yeah, because you remember Kyrie stomping on Lucky and and you know that whole dialect. I really need one of the Celtics players to do it in Brooklyn, just to be really petty about everything. I think it'll be great, and I really hope the Celtics and Nets never play again because I'm really tired of this Kyrie. I'd say closer to six. I don't think there's going to be a four. I don't think there's going to be a night where Katie and Kyrie are unguardable, even though they're being guarded very well. And they yeah. take a game because it's just like, okay, they can outscore you for a game. But over the course of the series, I agree with you. I think the, the series realistically should be over pretty quickly. But I think they can get you a game. They can get you two games just by outscoring you. Yeah. But again, you got to play some defense. You got to get some stops in one in some of these games from a game-to-game basis. Uh, I don't see them doing that. So this is going six max for me. And I think it'll probably go six. Uh, so and yeah. I've, I've seen some dialect like, oh, my God, how are you supposed to guard Katie and Kyrie? You don't. You have to just guard everyone else. That's the beauty of this. You just have to guard everyone else. I am not scared of anyone else. And get, first of all, Katie had 50, 58 in Atlanta, and they lost the game by, like, nine. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and Kyrie, Kyrie plays that game that, like, old heads love. Like, I saw they were saying, like, oh, Kyrie, he doesn't foul bait. Like, he doesn't spam. Threes. That was the stupidest. But, but, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was a tweet. It was, like, he's the best, like, legit scorer. I was, like, what? It's, uh, like, legit. he doesn't spam threes. I was like, "What are you talking about?" That just means he's not that. That that just means he's not that efficient. That means you you let Kyrie take his twenty shots because he'll take 20, 22 shots, but he's gonna have twenty eight to thirty points. Like you can live with that if you're getting points on the other end. With, yeah, when seriously. you have the dead bodies like one leg Seth Curry that you can attack on the one other end, you can match those buckets. The dialect of this series becomes way different if Boston loses. Then we'll have a conversation, and then it'll be much more interesting. But this series is pointless. I mean, we're not going to talk about the 1-8 because that's not happening, right? I mean, Atlanta might give Miami a run for its money, and I want to totally rule it out because crazy things have happened. They can put up points, but they're not yeah. They're not guarding anyone. I think Cleveland, at least if Jared Allen plays, has a matchup where they can go to and be like, okay, uh, Atlanta, they can totally score. agree. But I don't know if over again a seven game series. I think it probably goes six, uh, similar to the other one. Where are you um, at with this heat, with this Heat team, Mike? I know that they had a little little bit of a, some issues at four, the end of four the games. Season, but... Yeah, first four game losing streak of the year came at a pretty bad time because it was like national news. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, we've been a pretty consistent bunch all year long, despite not having Bam for about a month and a half, two months. Lowry's been missing games. Like every time I look, every time I blink, he misses a game. Uh, Jimmy Butler has missed a bunch of games, and Hero missed like a week or two. Uh, but despite all that, they've been pretty consistent. They're deep. We know the, the rotation strengths in the playoffs. Uh, but again, and then the whole closer thing, I don't know. They have a lot of guys who can close, but I, I, I can see that point where it's like, do you want Jimmy Butler late in the game to be taking awful shots? Praying again? <laughs> that's a question I was going to ask is 13 seconds left down by one. Yeah, that's Who's I'm, taking I'm the about. shot? It's I, I it's think I want be Tyler Hero. It's got to be Oh, no, it's 100% Hero, 100%. <laughs> Yeah, but that that being said, though, the team that won the Eastern Conference two years ago is not as good as this team. Now, I get that was the bubble, uh, but this team is much better. They're much better defensively. They're much better. First of all, yeah, we didn't have Max much better. Max Struess is Duncan Robinson if he could guard anyone. Uh, I like Max Struess way more than I like Duncan Robinson, and Duncan Robinson now on the bench. I think that's where he'll start the playoffs, probably on the bench, uh, which is where he should be. 
Uh, that being said, I, again, Oladipo, if I don't, I don't know if he's going to, it could be just a matchup thing. I don't know who's going to end up not playing in series. I think it might be a series to series thing where the rotation shrinks and we'll see Caleb Martin for a series. We might see Dwayne Dedman for a series. We might see Victor Oladipo for a series. And then the very next series, they could not play at all. That's just kind of how it, how it's going to go. Cause we have like 11 or 12 guys, maybe not 11 or 12, but we can go 10 deep. Like we absolutely could, but that's, that got Doc Rivers in trouble last year. So you can speak, you can speak it both ways. Um, that being said, I think this team's better. I don't know if they're going to win the East. In fact, I say they wouldn't, but I do think they're better than the team that won the East two years ago. And you look at the path. It's like, okay, Toronto, they match up well with us. Philly, what Philly am I getting? There's a path. I mean, there's a path to the, to the finals, whichever team really. I think they'd be the team I would draft third if I was picking finals teams from the East, but there was only three teams to pick from, in my yeah, opinion. It's, it's a, a good board. draw for them. Like, like they got the one seed, and I like they got rewarded for it. They're going to play Atlanta or Cleveland, and I, I mean, you'd obviously much rather play Philadelphia or Toronto than Milwaukee second round. Oh, easily. I, I said if we get if we draw Milwaukee round two, it could be lights out for Bam, and it could be lights out for us pretty quickly. Uh, so thankfully, we didn't draw that into the stick. And then again, you said that the pool there were only three teams to pick up. The six seed is the Bulls, who are a dead corpse right now. Yes. So yeah. There's really only three or four teams max you're picking from the East, anyways. So we're not doing the three six in the East either. I we're mean, not even, no, let's let's talk about sweeper, gentlemen, sweet match, how but... the, this might be the worst 46 36 team ever. I mean, I don't have it in front of me, nor does anyone care. But <laughs> for a team to be 10 games over 500 and be so shit, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it, it truly is. They are so bad. I mean, their only win against like a top four team in the East, I believe, is against our lovely Celtics. Theo. That's before we started getting things going and if you remember that game it was a royal choke job like oh that's right the Celtics Celtics were, were, yeah it was like a end of like yes. a 30 to 10 fourth quarter something yeah, like was, that yes it was really bad it the was Celtics so were blowing down. their doors off and then all of a sudden the Bulls came storming back and ended on that crazy run that you mentioned ended up winning that game in Boston but no one's scared of this Chicago team I mean Look, they might be the worst team in the playoffs. Like, truly. I mean, that sounds ridiculous. But if you were to rank. Well, if the Pelicans get in, I would say the Bills have a chance of not being the worst on the field. That is true. That is true. You're right. But if the Clippers come in, the Clippers are a better team than the Bulls. They'd win a playoff series, in my opinion. The Bulls are a joke. That should be easy for Milwaukee. And Milwaukee should, unless Boston was able to win in five games, which, I mean, as a Celtics fan, I hope they are. They should be a little well-rested. For that series against Boston or Brooklyn, which I think they'd love to be. Uh, the real interesting one is this this hipster paradise matchup of Philly oh, and Toronto here, um, where everyone's picking Toronto. I see why I do. I just cannot foresee Philadelphia losing this series. I can't. Now, I understand. I totally understand why. The pace of play thing is real with Philly. They can't run. They don't play any defense up top anymore. Embiid is known to get worse as playoff rounds go. And he's never been healthy this long. And I feel like not to be that guy, it's probably on the horizon, especially if he's playing these games within days of each other, these grueling games where he's going to have to play more. And he's played, I believe, about the same minutes as Steph Curry this year, which is kind of weird. These people would pick Steph Curry to have played a lot less games, Um, especially because we've kind of talked about Embiid's been this like beacon of health when in reality they've just managed him very well. And they can't really do that in the playoffs because they rely on him so much. But at the end of the day, 
I just don't know if Toronto has enough guys. Now, I understand why people are in love with Toronto. I, I get it. Like I said, I, I truly do. But do they have enough guys at the end of the day? Because I trust Van Vliet in Nick a Nurse series. doesn't think so. Like, Nick Nurse has been playing five guys 38 minutes all year long. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I trust OG in a playoff series, which is weird because uh, yeah. he's not going to score like 30. But I, I trust them at least. I trust Van Vliet and... That's kind of where it stops. I mean, Gary Trent, you never know what you're going to get. He's been very efficient uh, the second half of the year here in Toronto. But I just, you know, you, I, you really don't know what you're getting with him. I'd go one further than you. I, again, I did, did not like Pascal Siakam. I cannot ignore what I'm watching the last two months. I can't ignore it. You trust him, though? Right now, oh, you trust him. Okay, trust. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if I use that word. I don't know if I use I that I like word. him. He's a guy. He's probably the top 20 player in basketball right now, but I don't I like trust him. No, I do too. But, I don't trust him though. That's for damn sure. Right. But I don't know if I trust anyone in the series to be fair, like gun in my head. I don't know if I trust anybody in the series. That's true. That's true. I, if like the answer yeah, was, who do you trust most in this series? I, 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 say Vliet Joel Embiid and I don't want to say it at all. Yeah, I, don't. I think the answer has to be Fred Van Vliet. I do. Cause I know what I'm getting from him every single night. And I know he's not going to get hurt. I don't think. I don't want to jinx him. That will be a bad soundbite in a week if uh, he gets I mean, I, hurt. I but. think Embiid, Embiid could average 35, and this thing could still go to seven games. Just because I, I don't – again, they rely on him so much. I, I do think Toronto, like, doesn't really care if he gets his. I don't think that really matters to them. They could throw bodies at him. Don't get me wrong. But, like, if Embiid gets you 37 and 10 and Philly's struggling to win a game, you'll take that every time. Uh-huh. And the, right. tie, the tie bull thing is kind of massive, too. Like he, All right. The, can we, just, can we go through that, the, the Philly thing? Okay. So, James Harden's been the epitome of dog shit in the playoffs lately, right? He, he's been terrible. You could you could it, It's been as bad. You could have just said lately because it's been bad lately. It, it's been pretty much his entire career. I mean, people don't remember his, his OKC disaster, but I, I saw Spurs, someone be like – the, the Spurs game six where it looked like he didn't even want to be on the court was just like, what are we doing? The Clippers game seven where they got better when he got off the court. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were up. No, yeah. They were they were down 3-2 yeah. in L.A. in game six. And Josh Smith and Corey Brewer, Corey Brewer brought them all the way back. And Dwight Howard and James Harden were sitting on the bench. I believe that yeah. was one. I've seen some dialect where it's been like, bench. oh, it hasn't been that bad. No, it's been that bad. It's been that bad. Open your eyes. So there's that. Okay. Maxi is too young to trust right now. I don't care. I, I understand he's been phenomenal lately. He's too young. It, it's just how it is. I don't he's expect the dog mentality, him. though. I, 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 yeah, I love, I'm, I love I'm expecting good things from I, I like Maxi, but I'm not banking on him being 25 every night in a playoff yeah. series. Against With Nick Nurse defense against yeah. him, too. Harris, forget it. I mean, I'm not even going to do my Harris thing. Forget it. And B, the injury stuff is too much to ignore. The playoff stuff is too much to ignore. It hasn't. Now, I, I can see the dialect with Embiid. It hasn't been that bad. I get it. But he went MIA in the Atlanta series for large stretches last year. And again, he gets worse as the games go along because it's too much on his body. So presumably, if this goes any more than four games, it's going to be tough for him. You mentioned Tybal can't play because of his vaccination status. Have you checked out their bench lately? It's phenomenal. It is and awesome. Doc Rivers loves giving them big You ready for this? Too. So oh, outside of Niang, who who might start, might not, whatever. So yeah, yeah that that's Work a trusted off. guy in this series. He might be my second most trusted guy is Niang, because at least I know what I'm getting. George Niang um, has become way too important to the Sixers. The bench is your 20 minutes of DeAndre Jordan. That's uh, I, 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 DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan is the worst NBA player that's going to get significant minutes in the playoffs. Milton, 
Corkmaz, who I feel like they're going to deport sooner rather than later because how much Doc Rivers does not want to play him. No, not at uh, all. Everyone's favorite Big East player, Paul Reed. Isaiah <laughs> Joe's 10 minutes a night. You ready for Isaiah Joe? A L- little Isaiah Joe action? That's where the trail ends. So. And, and here's the, the the Sixers bench is so bad that like the, the fans are like begging for Doc Rivers to give to give minutes to Paul Reed. Like mm-hmm. people <laughs> don't know who Paul Reed is. Like like Doc Rivers has been like answering questions after games about like not playing Paul Reed. Like play you could Paul be Reed. the biggest NBA fan and have league pass every night, and you cannot know who Paul Reed is, and I would judge you. Like I know who Paul Reed is because you know. NBA yeah. stuff and whatever, and we're I watch Paul basketball. Reed. Yeah, we're real, sickos, but realistic human beings shouldn't know who Paul Reed is. It's just, it's just how it is. Sorry, and Paul you can't Reed. blame them. At so, the end so, of the day, I'm still going Philly, though. All right, I, I, all right. You, you can't shake the talent thing for me. I feel like they just have more guys, and I feel like Toronto is going to rely too heavily on Scotty Barnes, who's still like what 20 years old, and I feel yeah. like that's just a little bit too much to ask for a 20 year old. I'm if going he was Philly a little too. bit older, if he was that. a little bit older, if he was like 23, 24, I could see it. I really could. I, I'm not like saying people who pick Toronto are stupid. I totally see how they could win this series. I totally get it. But I'm just taking the better players and I'm taking the points I know I'm going to get from Philly. Now, an injury could really change them. The games against Toronto this year, head to head, look terrible. I just can't shake it. It's one of those things that like, I just can't shake Philly that they can at least run around and then they'll get probably bulldozed by Miami. In the second I'd round. rather see Philly personally. I just think we match up better with them. Toronto's <laughs> a dog fight. Every time we play him, man, it's a five point game. Nick nurse is a genius. He's an absolute mastermind and they don't have the best players. And it's consistently a dog fight Philly. They have the better players yet. They never do anything against us. So I don't know. I've said that can change. We can easily get bulldozed by Philly. I don't know. I'm just saying I'd rather face them in terms of the matchups. I'd rather face yeah. them. And but if I, think want- I really do think Toronto's going to win the series. And again, you make good points. Philly's got the better players, but I feel like if they if this goes six or seven games, like you said with Embiid earlier, he'll get worse as the series goes on. And I just I'm fading Doc Rivers. If the series goes six or seven games, I'm going to expect that Doc Rivers screws it up somehow. I'm going to expect that he screws it. I don't know how he's going to screw it up. He's finding new ways every year now. But I, I'm just going to I'm going to put my faith in the team that doesn't have home court advantage. Even if this goes seven and it's in Philly, I'm not sure if I don't favor Toronto in that game. I really don't know if I don't. Like, God, it, I can't wait for Doc Rivers and LeBron, man. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> on Philly to win the series, that if it goes six or seven, I feel like that pressure just amplifies to a degree. Like, I don't know if they're good enough to, like, get over that. Like, I don't I don't know if they're good enough to answer the call. If this goes seven games and, it, and you're with Toronto and it's in seven games and the first round after you trade your soul for James Harden, ooh, that's a lot of pressure. Doc Rivers better not uh, – I, I mean, I don't know. It's a pick and shoot. Philly's next head coach. Like, where the hell do you go from here? So, I guess your options are like Kenny Atkinson. Sure. The the old Mark Jackson rumor has to be thrown in there, right? It, it's, you, it's you need, a, it's a, you need both guys in the ESPN uh, A team basketball broadcast to be in there Van Gundy and James. Van Gundy's will be thrown did, in there too. Did, did yeah. Kevin McHale and James Harden get along? Like, how was that relationship in Houston? <laughs> I don't think he was too good. I, I don't think you could pay Kevin McHale enough to coach that team. Yeah, I mean, Dan Tony's gonna get thrown around just because Harden's there. He's gonna get he's gonna get tossed in the ring. How real the, the circle that. jerk that would be. I, I've used that word multiple times, but it's true. It would <laughs> be word of it. Harden, uh, Dan Tony, and then Mister Analytics all on one team yet again. It'd be fantastic. I, I would love. Like- 
every and, second of it. Oh and, my god! And beat that, in seven seconds or less is just like a disaster, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that that pair with Doc in LA, I mean, that's just like who could ask for anything more in terms of like an NBA fan? Like I'm getting my popcorn out. I mean, that'd be awesome. That'd be funny. Yeah. It's like. We're Can you imagine Doc the Daryl tweets defending D'Antoni? Oh my god, it'd be phenomenal. And they'd be yeah. like, per forty-eight, his offensive rating. If Harden's on the floor with Paul Reed is second in the NBA. <laughs> like, oh, is it now? Really? <laughs> For 100 <laughs> possessions, if the other team is in the Western Conference in On the Pacific Division, they're the best offense in the league. Be like, oh, yeah. good job, Daryl. It's, it's going to work all the way against Sixers fans. They just want Paul Reed to take minutes from DeAndre Jordan, but they're going to get Dan Tony, and Paul Reed's going to be taking minutes from Embiid. <laughs> oh, my God. God, I, you know what? Can't wait for that. I really want LeBron to go back to Cleveland, right? Have Doc there because apparently LeBron wants Doc. And LeBron to do the Mobley shtick where he's like, you know, I saw him at a camp like six years ago and he did the spin move on this kid. And I was like, this kid's going to be a star. And I knew one day that I wanted him on the same court as me. I knew he could be my teammate. I was, I'm I knew legit. he could be my running mate. I was legit gaming back in 2015 that I knew this was going to happen. I watched the Vanderbilt game one time. God, I thought Garland was so good. Oh, my God. I knew I wanted to team up with him. There is Garland. I I told him, you got to go to Vandy, and you got to only play six games your freshman year. You need to slip to eight. I need you you got to go to Cleveland. That's what I told him. He's going to try to get Garland traded for Curry so they could do the double. Just some kids from Akron's hashtag, the, the ultimate. With an S, the plural. Oh, my oh, God, it'd be phenomenal. The hashtag, there's just the kids from Akron, is going to be awesome. Yeah, I feel like LeBron's next move is to, like, double down because this was the whole, like, oh, like, don't talk about my squad, our ages. He's going to double down and just, like, with another squad of all old, washed-up players. You want to know who wouldn't defend their own squad, though? The Utah Jazz. Um, when they lose the series, I cannot wait. The popcorn will be grabbed. I am so excited for the Donovan Mitchell trade Palooza this summer. because First of all, the, the Jazz are losing the series with or without Luka, which is going to be funny. because <laughs> Imagine Jalen Brunson beats – Jalen Brunson, first of all, he's going to post up Jordan Clarkson. And <laughs> for Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie just posting up the pathetic Jazz guards defensively and giving them 30. So even if Luka doesn't play, they're, getting, they're giving them 30 anyways. I don't know if the Jazz can guard the perimeter. Regardless, I would cry that. laughing, like actually cry yeah. laughing if Jalen Brenton won a playoff series. Who I, I mean, love, it's, I'd it's, like it's, to mention, it's, but it's a nightmare for them though. Like we saw what the Clippers did last year with like Terrence Mann and, and Reggie Jackson, and they just played Gobert right off the floor. And like, can I do Mavs, my Gobert thing now, Theo? I want to do it because I think yeah, go ahead. The Mavs are built to do the same thing. People were like, okay, you know, they're defending Gobert. They're like, well, if they're, you know, perimeter defenders are better. It doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter if you had prime Gary Payton. The fact that they were just able to draw Gobert a little bit away just meant it's a free-for-all. And when your center gets drawn away from the basket and he's so freaking incompetent that he can't move back because he's such a liability, that is on you, okay? It does not matter what your personnel is out there. I don't think people really understand that because at the end of the day, it's a guard league and you can't hand check. So, yes, guards are going to get to the basket if they want to. They're going to blow by. Not everyone is Marcus Smart, okay? Not everyone can just clamp you for three possessions in a row. Now, even Marcus has his nights where, you know, guys get by him because he's a little bit older. These guys are young. They're athletic. They're fast. They're going to get downhill eventually. 
So if Gobert is not mobile and can't go back in the paint because he's getting drawn out because he's a liability and can't defend the arc, so whatever way he leaks is a problem, that's his fault. I don't get how people still defend him. I understand why. I'm not defending Rudy Gobert. I'm just saying Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Bogon Bogdanovich do not even try to stay in front of anyone. I think me and you (laughs) could get by them right now, uh, which is a problem. So, again, I don't think Rudy Gobert is, like, this great perimeter defender. He isn't. I'm just saying these guys are – I mean, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Is Royce O'Neal their best perimeter defender? Is it Rudy Gobert? Yep. like what? Are, what are we talking about? Like, like, was it was it Joe Ingles? Like was he was like, it holding it together? All right, quick quick side thought: How many times are we going to see these teams with small guards not work, and then be like, "Oh my god, you know, I really thought this would work defensively, where these two small guards that can't defend anyone are together Dame, at CJ. all times." Dame, That's CJ. exactly what came to mind. Dame and CJ. It, it's like a carbon copy. They're like, "Oh my god, you know, next year though, next year is our year." Just, oh add a, just add an athletic wing. I think no. Gobert could be used properly on a different team. I'm not going to act like he can't. He'll still be a minor liability. I, I, I think mean, both. I think both of them could be used properly on a, on a, on a different team. I think Donovan Mitchell might actually put some stock into his defensive effort if he went to the Heat, fantasy land, of course. But I'm just saying, if he was to if he was to go to a I, team that actually, of course, I mean, if he bought into that Heat culture, man, he just bought if, in. If he got in the Heat he culture. Oh my God. He's just scoring right now. I don't think he's even worried about that side of the ball. I think he's just, yeah, I'm going to get my numbers at this point. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like anti that. I'm just saying, like, if he just gave a little bit of. There's only one playoff series, by the way, that I could truly kind of nudge my arm to see an upset in, and it's Denver-Golden State. It's the yeah, only that, one. that's going to be good. Because you're relying on three guys' health all yeah, at it's, once. It's a health series. It's like, <laughs> that'll be 2-2, two, two, and you be like, okay, who's playing game five? Who will be yeah. healthy for? It's it's one of those series that is totally dependent on health. Jokic is going to win a game by himself. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the reliance on Looney is unreal. It is unreal how cooked. reliant they are on him. Yeah, and he got cooked in two games where Jokic played him. He just scored every time. Yeah. I I'm mean, saying, he's I'm not, had – put stock into the regular season games. I'm just saying. He's had injuries since he was a Bruin at UCLA. I mean – they're relying on four guys actually to be healthy. They're big three and then Looney. And it's like, okay, well, Wiseman, who the hell knows? He's obviously not going to play, but it's like, who knows what's going to happen? Are they going to try to get another center? I've seen they're going to try to reshuffle for Aiton. I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. But they're going to shake up something at center. Would Gobert go there if you could cap gymnastics the hell out of that? Mm. It's one of those things that, like, their front court – is really scary if Draymond isn't 100% and he's not going to be. In my opinion, there is no possibility. Clay is still at 100%. Yeah, what Clay are we getting? Are we getting 40-point Clay? Are we getting – Steph? Are we going to get Steph? And if we do, what Steph are we getting? Yeah, I I think – for the Clay Clay answer, I think we'll get both Clays. I think we get one 35-point game from Clay. We probably get one, like, five-point game from – This series is going to be dependent on – who do you think I'm going to say? Jordan Poole. Ding, ding, ding. Swaggy. It's the Jordan Poole series. <laughs> it is literally the Jordan Poole series. How many Jordan Poole plays well? Classic. Yeah, how many, how many do we get? If he plays well, this is going to go relatively fast. And if he doesn't play well, uh-oh. It, it's an uh-oh. You know, that's the only series I can see any 
exciting thing happening. Um, but I feel like the first round is going to be kind of chalk. Well, I want to get into last or number twenty was it twenty sixteen where Steph got injured, I believe, early in the Houston series, and he came mm-hmm. back, and he just wasn't really the same person, even though he was he had some games. They should have lost but, it, obviously. Uh, right, Houston royally flushed that down the toilet, but. Yeah, no, 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 I'm talking about the, the game or the 2016 when they were in play played Houston in the first round and he slipped on something. Yeah. Uh, okay. The first yeah. round of that, they were 73 and nine. They played the, the bad eight seed Rockets with hard. He was banged yes. up the yes. second time they played uh, yeah, he the was. year. It went to seven when Houston in the, in the conference finals. And they choked he that was away. also yeah. banged up. Yeah. But I'm saying so, in that, in that 2016 playoffs, when he really wasn't himself, the whole playoffs, if, if he gets back in this playoffs and he's like, and let's say, even if they advance a round or two, are we are we gonna get a Steph that can actually take a team to a finals? Right. I, yeah. I feel Steph is always slow when he comes back off his injuries. I feel like yeah, I yeah. feel like we almost never see him like come back and, and just like get right into it. Right. Gun to your head. Conference finals picks and then NBA finals picks because I feel like it's gonna be a little bit chalky and then it's gonna get fun. That's all. Well, every every first round, it's like okay, we know who the four best teams are on each of these first rounds, and then. Shit hits the fan type of thing, you know. Can we yeah. can we hash out Golden State Memphis right now? Because that's one I Ooh. think I need to talk out loud. I don't, I don't I know. What do I do with Memphis? What do I do with them? Gun to my head, I'm picking Memphis. Sounds bizarre, but I think in my car. if I, I feel like if anyone were to get hurt in that series, it'd be Jaw, right? And I think I think even without Jaw, Memphis has a hell of a chance to win that series. As weird as that sounds, because of how bad Golden State's been at stretches in this season. No, and they're they're better than Golden State team wise. They're better than Golden State. This this, this for some reason just gives me like Portland Denver twenty nineteen I believe it was mm-hmm. uh, second round where I'm like Denver's a crazy good young two seed, but Portland's been here a million times. They had the experience, and I feel like if it gets to a seventh game, I would it would behoove me to pick Golden State. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think Memphis realistically is a better better team, and they should win this game. They win the series rather quickly. Because of how bad Golden State's been, their health, and the fact that Memphis is better regardless if their guys are healthy or not. They just are. They're a better team. So it sounds really boring, but gun to my head, I'm picking both one and twos in both conference finals, which is really boring. And I understand no, no, why people very, wouldn't do that. No, no, but it's very I feel like Boston over Milwaukee would be a pseudo upset just because I still think people don't think Boston's legit, but I expect Time Lord to be healthy by then. I think they're a better team than Milwaukee if he's healthy. I don't trust Middleton. He's not been as good this year. Their depth isn't as good as it was last year. Giannis is going to get his, and then it's going to be a holiday swing series. And if I'm going to take Holiday or Jalen Brown in a swing series, I understand Holiday's been there before, but I feel like he's just got to get a little tired. I feel like that's going to be the difference. He played in the Olympics this year. He played in the finals last year. He's not used to this. I understand NBA is great conditioning, but for a guy that had some injury history during his time in New Orleans, to do it again, I'm not going to bet on. So that's why I'd have Miami, Boston, that one. I think Miami's just better than anyone on their side in the East anyway. I feel like they're kind of a chalk pick for the conference finals. Again, Phoenix better than anyone on their side. Um, and then it'd be really Memphis, Golden State. And I trust Memphis a little more, which is kind of weird. It's weird how I think Phoenix, while their side is so easy, like the Clippers in round one are annoying. It's an annoying five-game sweep. It's an it's an annoying five-game uh, gentleman sweep, I should say. And then Luca, if he gets back and he's himself in round two, I think it's another it's another annoying five or six-game series. Like they're the better team, obviously, but I just feel like it's an annoying team to go through, like Dallas. 
And then Memphis, uh, if it's chalk, uh, Memphis, I feel like is interesting, but I still think Phoenix gets it done rather quickly. I don't know. I just I agree. I just feel like it's it'll be it'll be a very chalky West, but I still feel like Phoenix will have like some. I don't think they'll breeze through it. I, think I really don't know of the three teams in the East who's gonna make the finals, but I'm about as confident as I've been in recent memory that Phoenix is going to. Oh no, I'm, the thing is, I feel that way about Phoenix too. I feel like they're they definitely don't make going the finals. to the finals. I'm shocked. But the, the, like they have Chris Paul, like how, we, we've seen okay. everything happen. To Chris That's Paul. fair. Not all his I fault either. Hey, like not I, all I, his I like fault. You saying just that something though, always goes wrong. For some reason, when we talk about this shit, people are too scared to bring up injuries, and I feel like I do it all the time. And I feel like I haven't been fair to Phoenix. I've just kind of penciled them in. I haven't been fair to the Devil's Advocate of Phoenix as far as what what if Chris Paul. Even if what if Chris Paul, I still think they'll beat Memphis, I will say. Even if what if Chris Paul, I still think that Booker and Johnson – and Johnson's looks fantastic, by the way. Him and Bridges uh, when he's are been both healthy, like, at least. Bridges, much yeah, better Bridges than they were Johnson, last year. I think it'd be a rock fight, but I think they'd be able to get it done in six or seven. I truly do. That can sound crazy. I understand Memphis has been phenomenal, but I still think they'll get it done. I think it'd affect them way more in the finals against Boston, Miami, or Milwaukee than it would – and so I think Memphis hasn't just they just haven't been here. They've played five playoff games. I albeit yeah. the play-ins if you want to count them. But this team just hasn't really been here. Like this team, they made the play-in in the bubble and they lost to Portland. But like realistically in the playoffs, they haven't had a single run. So I think they might have a run, but I don't see them even if Chris Paul has his Chris Paul thing. I don't know if I can pick them gun to my head against Phoenix in seven games. No, no way. I can't. Gun I can't to my it. head right now. I think my finals would be Phoenix for sure, and then it'd be really coin flip for me for Boston or Miami. And you know I'm storylines guys, so the storylines would be rematch one of the best finals in NBA history, 74 triple overtime game, one of the best games in just league history between Boston and Phoenix. Very old, but you know still. Nah, I like and the 1974 finals. Be, I okay, good. Are and you then, digging the Jay Crowder storyline or no? You're not you're not into that. No. The battle of Jay Crowder. It, it's different though. You're missing it. It'd be the battle of the finals losers. Finals runner up. Yes. Yes. That's what it would be. So both are kind of juicy. Obviously, I guess the finals runner up is more currently relevant. But for history, people just, you know, clashing again, these two franchises. Phoenix is really good for a period of time and then kind of went off a deep end. And then, you know, they've had their peaks and valleys the last two decades. But still, (laughs) I I didn't even think about that. but, you know, two really historic franchises, obviously Boston, a little more rich in history. But still, Phoenix has been around the block for a long time. And I think, like Mike said to me a few days ago, I could totally see this being the start to a saga of a Milwaukee-Phoenix rivalry for the next few years. I could too, but... I just don't think this Milwaukee team is good enough. It feels weird to say, I feel like everyone's expecting them to flip the switch, and I don't think people are dumb for thinking that. I just feel like paying attention all year, at least I, I've been a fan of the NBA for over a decade. I feel like I've started to know what I've talked. I've started to know what I'm talking about the last, like, I don't know, four or five years. I've never seen a team in that short period of time look so lethargic. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're back. Never seen it. I've seen the Cavs look a little weird. They also had LeBron James. And I love Giannis. He's not on that level. He's not. He, he could be the best player in the world, but there's a difference between being the best player in the world in 2022 and being the 1B best player of all time, right? So 
I would say there's a difference between being the best player in the world and then flipping a switch on like that. I don't think he can do that. I do yeah. think he'd be the best player in the world, but and I just I don't trust Mike Budenholzer to get through another. I, I think I, yeah. I don't even want them to be the best team to win the East this year. They could just win the East just because it's that flawed this year. Uh, even though there's a really it's a good it's a good conference. I mean, yeah, conference. there's three teams. They're all flawed. Boston's but biggest flaw is so Milwaukee could win it realistically, being a much worse team than last year. Uh, just to get obviously steamrolled by Phoenix, but like if Mike Budenholzer does the exact same thing he did last year, we're just gonna drop coverage. Brooke Lopez, they're, though. yeah, they're losing. They're losing. I think oh, if no. I had to pick, I'd go Boston just because I think their flaw is not the the worst, but it's the simplest, and it's just health. I think that's really their only flaw, and I guess their subplot flaw would be if we trap Tatum. Who else do we go to? But I think Ime Adoka is competent enough that in a four-on-three situation, Boston can start to play a little bit better if Tatum gets trapped late in a game and they can do something there. That's just a little bit homer, but I feel like that's a logical thought. Miami's flaw, of course, is late-in games are an X-factor. They're going to rely way too much on Tyler Hero, too, which I'm a little bit scared about because, again, he's so freaking young. I love the guy. I think he's late so in game, might go to BAM, depending on the matchup, but I do agree late in I've game. been on that. I've been on the the BAM. Well, I'm just saying, like, early, at least earlier in the year, late in the game, like in, in tie ball games or like one possession ball games with a minute left, they were going with the pick and roll bam action more than they yeah. were ISO Jimmy and make him do something. This is going to sound bizarre. On. We're going to know who Miami's best player is at the end of the year. Now, I think the obvious front runners are Jimmy and bam, but there's bam that. Bam was like, like a top 15 player in the league this year. Like, there's I, that, I like, think it's bam. He's my depoy if he played enough games. I don't know if he played enough games, but he's my depoy if he played enough. I don't know. There's like that plus 600 underlying Tyler Hero bet that I wouldn't look away from. And then Milwaukee's biggest flaw is actually a lot of things. It's coaching. It's the fact that doing it for a second time is traditionally very hard. Even though in the NBA it hasn't been as difficult compared to other leagues, it's still very hard to get there again, especially after winning it. I think Mr. Jekyll and Hyde and Chris Milton also a flaw. And then then Chris Milton. Yeah. Here's where I'm at, though, with the three teams is, I kind of like Boston over Milwaukee, but then I think Milwaukee would beat Miami where I think Boston probably loses to Miami. So that's how I would kind of sort out those. Miami's a weird matchup for Boston. I wouldn't say it's a bad matchup, but I think it's a weird matchup, particularly if Robert Williams is an 85%. I feel like they're much more consistent offensively than Miami is. I feel like Miami's variance is a little all over the place sometimes. Like Miami's scoring 140 or like 90. It's there weird. Could there could be lows, yeah. yeah. Or they're making so, 33, one of the two. Yeah. Right, exactly. So the variance of Miami is kind of unpredictable. This is the weirdest Eastern Conference I've seen but that's, maybe that's in my life. Series because set, set four of those I agree. Games, there are three of those games will be 98-95 where neither team can make a basket. And the other the other game is like, oh my blowouts, God. I think. Like, yeah, but yeah. I think I think Miami wants to avoid Milwaukee. Uh, I agree. I don't know what I I hope I don't see the same series I did last year. That's that series still petrifies me because I couldn't. I physically did not rewatch any of the games after Game One. I just couldn't. They were all complete like embarrassments. It's like we should not be on the floor. Yeah, they were over at halftime. Like that was the that was so bad. The first of all, Game Two was over in the first five minutes. Uh, game Three was over at halftime. Again, no, Game Three was over after the first quarter, and Game Four was over at halftime. It was, it was like, we shouldn't be on the floor with these guys. It was that kind of bad. Uh-huh. I was like, I hope I don't see that series again. Because uh, if it, if I do, I want to avoid that. Um, the, but the I, year before I, in the bubble, like, you guys kind of had them, though. Oh, the, the bubble, we had them. We, we completely – it was like every game. It was played on our terms. 
And it's like they didn't know what – that was, again, also the pre-Drew Holiday box, if I remember yeah, correctly. They, they turned Eric yeah. Bledsoe into Drew Holiday. That's, which that's is like completely... turning no, like a, a, a pile of crap into just a, <laughs> a bronze sucks. statue. Yeah, and, and George Hill was playing important minutes. It's like, okay, they weren't, like, serious. Even though they won 60 games back-to-back years. Uh, but, I have like, a weird, weird thing, by the way, that I, I've been on for, like, a few weeks and I've been scared to say it, but I know we're wrapping up and I want to say it. Phoenix is by far the best team, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is like the the analyst, journalist, college kid in me or what, but there's a part of me that thinks the East is going to win this year. I don't know why. There's just it. So, so just quickly, the three scenarios would be Milwaukee. I know Phoenix would be extra motivated, but I feel like seeing your demons live isn't always fun. Mm. So there's that one. Miami is a bad matchup. Bad matchup for Phoenix. Phoenix they are a bad matchup. They are very similar in a lot of ways to Phoenix, and that is why they are bad because Phoenix is such a unique team. I think they thrive on being a unique team. I think Miami matches up way too well with them. And then Boston, if they can play like they did for the second half of the year, they're the best team in basketball. They just are. If they can play like they did for stretches with Time Lord, no one is stopping them. And if anyone remembers, the team this whole thing started with was a thrubbing of Phoenix. That's what started this whole Boston run, was them demolishing Phoenix. I feel like, <laughs> as, as bad as it sounds, three of the worst teams for them to play all <laughs> happen to be in the East, and they all happen to probably be their final opponent. So, yeah. I Now, I think Phoenix was better than Milwaukee last year, and they still lost. I think Phoenix is hoping that Brooklyn gets out of the East. I think they are too. And I, 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 I mean, think the only other thing, I think, every, yeah. I, I think if they had to rank the teams that they want to see, I think realistically it'd be Brooklyn one, right? Brooklyn. And then under that it'd be Milwaukee only because. Ooh, you think they'd rather have Milwaukee over Philly? Well, Philly's not. Philly's not making. Oh no, I was um, going out. Okay. <laughs> I was talking about realistic teams here. Oh, yeah, oh I was well, going to fantasy land. Well, I was. Um, I was saying Brooklyn and Philly are the teams that I don't think have a chance of making it out. But if they did, how? Would I think they... Brooklyn has like a wild. Everyone gets hurt. Katie turns into MJ or something scenario. Okay. But um, Philly no. Th- then it'd be Milwaukee only because Milwaukee's clearly worse, and I think last year Phoenix was clearly better than them. I still and, think I came away from that series saying Phoenix is a better team. Like yeah, e- even then. I still don't think – like, this is all bad right now. They don't want to see any of these teams. Then I'd say it's probably a tie between Boston and Miami. They don't want to see those guys at all. I feel like that's a nightmare for them. And that's why I'm I picking – any of the three teams. No, I'm not saying like – I still think they're the best team in basketball. But I agree with the rankings. I think Milwaukee, they lost the series because of two unbelievable plays. Like game three – not game three. Game four was the Giannis help recovery block on Aiden, right? And then yeah. game five was the steal and value. Uh, Gun to your head. Who's winning the finals against two and how many right now before we leave? Go. Uh, Gun to my head. I think Phoenix beats uh, – I think Phoenix beats Boston in six games. Deal. Phoenix, Phoenix over Miami in six. It's going to go six. By the way, the last four finals have gone six. Phoenix loses Three in seven – and I'm really debating going any of the three East teams because I could see any of them. I and think it's whoever gets out of Boston, uh, Milwaukee, because it just feels like Milwaukee broke on last year. It's like Boston wins in seven. You can call it a homer or you can call it the best team in the league for the last four months. By the way, whatever you would like. 
real quick, does this Boston? Where's Jason Tatum ranking amongst young youngest Finals MVPs? Oh, if he wins at all, he's. I mean, he's throwing his hat in the ring. I I think Kareem is the youngest. I think yeah, Wade got one real young too. Yeah, Tatum yeah, would have to be up there. Yeah, I mean, well, Peyton Pritchard's getting Finals MVP, so this not like it's gonna matter. But does does this Boston still young? Still young. Does this Boston Brooklyn series not remind everybody of the Lakers Suns last year? I was like, oh my god, LeBron seven seed. The Lakers are gonna win the whole thing. The <laughs> it's like they are a seven seed. They don't play defense. This is the Brooklyn Nets we're talking about. They have they had a seven seed. They lost twelve games in a row at a point in the season. They couldn't I'm win. Picking a-, a team to win the finals that could easily lose in round one to most people's opinions, but I don't think I think Boston's that guy. You know, Brooklyn? there's that meme. It's like I'm that guy. I think Boston's thinking right now. I'm that guy. Like. If you've watched basketball for the last, like, four months, you think the Celtics are, like, the, the 96 Bulls. It's ridiculous. Like, that's how good they've been. It's I mean, been, like, almost incomprehensible. Like, I'm a Celtics fan. I don't get it. I, I don't. I mean, I, I can tell you why they've been good, and, like, I can tell you how. But it's, like, I cannot believe they're this good. You know, they've led by over 20 in, like, half their road games. They're absurd. Mm-hmm. They're truly absurd. And for me to pick against them is picking against my eyes for the last two months. Now I understand the time war thing really matters, but still, if he is just, like I said, 80%, that's all they need. They don't need hundred percent from him. They need 80%. Hell, they can live off 16 minutes from the guy. I didn't care. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't care if it was Boston. I didn't care if it was Milwaukee. I didn't care if it was Miami. I can't sit here after watching Brooklyn all year long. They went a month without winning a game, almost a month. Uh, they lost yeah. like 12 games in a row in a stretch. I know they didn't have anybody. But like they were playing the Kings and the and the bunch of nonsense in that twelve games, and they weren't beating anyone. They were playing the Knicks. It was a bunch of nonsense, and they couldn't win a, a basketball game. And I'm supposed to take them to win a series in a seven game series with a, a head coach that's like me or you. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, watching Boston the last two months, like they're up twenty five every game, kicking the crap out of people. Like like that. That's what it's been. And I kind of think they'll beat the crap out of the Nets. The problem is, like, they still didn't really get battle-tested in close games. It's, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, you almost have to see it again. Yeah, I feel like that's Boston. It's like, oh, one more night of this. Oh, I got to see it one more time. And then they just keep doing it and doing it. And I feel like almost stupid not picking them to win the finals. It sounds ridiculous because Phoenix has been the best team from start to finish. But for the last two or three months, it's been Boston, in my opinion, and it hasn't been that close. And I understand that Phoenix hasn't had Chris Paul. But is it a guarantee they're going to have Chris Paul now who could get hurt anytime? One random fall, one random twist of the CP3 shoes that hurt my feet. Chris, get better shoes, please. I've been rocking your hooping shoes for two years now. Um, I don't know. This kid aged poorly. We're going to do a check-in on this, hopefully. We'll we'll revise it. But I just feel like Phoenix, they got so close. They're up 2-0, and they lose four straight. This gives me San Antonio vibes, 2013, come back the following year. This gives me Warriors vibes. They were the best team in basketball last year and didn't – and then they came back the following year. Well, they added KD. That doesn't really make any sense. But, like, the, the team that gets that close and then comes back, the whole the whole squad comes back. They add a couple big guys, depth. I just feel like there's really no, ju- like, rational reason as to why they would lose. Now, they could easily lose to anyone. But I'm just saying, like, gun in my head, I can't pick against the, the Phoenix Suns when all 82 games they've been the most consistently good team in basketball, that when they started trying – I mean, the game in Miami when they came down here, it was like we were up by like 10 at halftime. At the end of the third quarter, we were down by 25. It's like, oh, they just turned on. They just turned it on. They're like, okay, they started trying now. It's like they could do that, and I just – I can't pick against a team that can go on a run like the 2017 Warriors did and just completely change a game in five minutes. I just – I don't know if I can pick against that. Yeah, They've been the best team we've seen by a mile, but – Oh, yeah. not even close. 
that just the, the last I, I I don't know how far we can go back, but at least like the last couple of finals, like an injury has flipped who won the title. Health. Yeah, health. every time it always plays in, and it's not every something playoffs, you can predict. Really. Yeah, yeah, every Because it's a it grind. Like yeah, you play good. 82 games, and if you go to the finals, you're playing another like 25 or so basketball games, yeah. like 40 so minutes a night. All all of these takes will look laughable when the entire playoff field is dead besides Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and they cakewalked with the finals because all the teams we mentioned are dead by that time. I mean, it could easily happen, but I'm not going to pick it. You can't, you can't predict health. You can't do it. It's impossible. And I'm not going to predict health on two guys that have been hurt so consistently. Right. You know? All right. We got it. Any, any parting words? It's about time we get out of here. My the Boston words. Celtics are winning the NBA finals. My parting words are I hope we get a Jay Crowder finals and I hope that the runner-ups two years ago beat the runner-ups of last year. Uh, wishful thinking, of course, but that is uh, all I will uh, – that's what I'll end on. And I also will not be mad if Steph Curry wins his fourth title. But yeah. I wouldn't be mad about that either. You know, shit happens. That's my fantasy right. thing. But. Thanks to everybody for watching, listening. Uh, follow the sports wave. Uh, Going to be killing it this month. NBA playoff yes, content. NFL draft right in our wheelhouse. So just, just ride the wave with us and uh, you'll get some good sports content.